Arizona Boomer Radio brings you Straight Down the Middle, Arizona's only Internet golf show. Straight Down the Middle is produced by the Boomer and the Baby Incorporated in partnership with GolfMix.com. GolfMix is your place to read course reviews written by recreational golfers just like you. Learn about the course you're going to play. Check out Golf Mix before your next round. Now it's time to hit it straight down the middle. Four. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. That's when McCarty lost sight of it. That little white pellet has never been found to this day. But it went straight down the middle, like they say. Whack down the fairway. It went smack down the fairway. And it started to slice just a smidge off line It headed for two, but it bounced off nine My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay Cause it went straight down the middle Flying away And this is Straight Down the Middle, the golf show in Arizona on the Internet. It is Thursday, February 28th. It is 11 o'clock somewhere. It's 11 o'clock on the East Coast. It's 9 o'clock here in Arizona and early 8 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast. Can you believe that? Anybody out playing golf? Probably so out on the West Coast. is exactly the same as here. We want to welcome everybody to the show. Uh, We're last day of February and uh, looking forward to getting on into some of the other events that are coming up in Arizona and the golfing world. And uh, we're going to be discussing some of those as they have ended and what we're looking forward to right now. But joining me currently on the phone is one of the people that's always with us, Mr. Kirk Getzinger. And Kirk is with Golf Mix. Uh, Kirk, welcome. Good morning. And uh, also we have Ms. Nancy Collins. Nancy Collins is uh, has a business called Sassy Golf, and we're going to be talking to Nancy as the morning goes on. And Nancy, welcome to you as well. And let's start with Kirk. And uh, uh, Kirk, I know you and John with Golf Mix we had a presence down at the Accenture event this last weekend. Uh, did you stay warm? <laughs> well, well, we did, Pete, and thank you. Good, good morning to you. We we were down there on Friday, so by then uh, most of the snow had melted. There were still some remnants of of, when, of Wednesday's uh, uh, little greeting from Mother Nature in the in, in the high, high Tucson desert there. But it, it actually was a pretty nice day when we were down there, and uh, lent itself to watching some some great golf. That's for sure. Well, I, I did. I did get to see it on uh, from the comfort of my lazy boy. Uh, and when I was watching the Sunday round, it reminded me of when some of us would play back in Michigan, and we would have our our stocking caps on and our gloves to keep our hands warm, and try to swing the clubs with the gloves, then take them off and put them on, and have snow little snow piles around and the and the ground still frozen so the cab, uh, the club would bounce off of it <laughs> like you were playing off concrete. Do you remember those days, Kirk? We used to be back there in Michigan. 
I, I sure do, Pete. I remember a lot of those days in Michigan. I remember one in particular when I was playing in high school, and we used to play in the fall. And and uh, so our, our late events of the year, the championship events and all that, didn't come until November. And uh, we played one day, and it was about 35 degrees, and the wind was blowing about 30 out of the west. And you know what a, what a cold wind that turns into up there. But this was the last day we had available to play. So as soon as... The, the powers to be deemed it was warm enough to send us out there on the course. They they did, and that's that's one of the things about living in. Uh, you know, we get spoiled out here, where you know basically we have 350 perfect days a year to play. And back in Midwest, in the Midwest, and some other places, uh, you have to you know you can't quite be that selective about what days you play. When you get a chance, you you go out and play. But uh, yeah, you're right. Looking at looking at how they were they were dressed, and then with the the wind kicking up like it did on Sunday, uh, it made for uh, some some challenging conditions for them certainly. But you know that's one of the things, Pete. I think about about that event is and, and talking to some of the people down there. You know, I think having the snow that happened on Wednesday, in a sense, may have turned out to their benefit. It kind of compressed the the, the, the schedule of the event a little bit. But it, but everybody was talking about on Wednesday and Thursday and all over the internet. My gosh, did you see the snow down down in Tucson? And and we both know, and especially when you get up a little higher elevation, like like Dove Mountain is around three thousand feet, that it, it when the weather turns a little bit you're more exposed to the, the rain and the, and the snow and the, and the wind in, in, in those areas. And I think it's one of those things that the, that the tournament can, can kind of embrace. I mean, you, there will be years, and they've had them, where the weather's just perfect for all five days, and there will be years when the uh, the weather turns a little bit. And I just think it's one of those things that, that they can they have embraced and, and they, they do embrace down there. Um about the event to make it to make it a little bit special. I mean, look, if, the, if when we watch the British Open, and it, you expect to see the wind below thirty and the rain coming down and all that kind of stuff, so it can just be a little part of the added uh, an added bonus, shall we say, about about taking the match play event. Yeah, flags flags flying horizontal to the ground is not something that you're uh, <laughs> that's unusual in the in the open, as they say, and apparently it. it wasn't too unusual down there in Tucson this last weekend either. No, it was. Um, it, 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 it sits in an area where it's kind of right in the foothill of a couple of the mountains there, if, if you've never been down there. And, uh, it, and there are some points on the course that are really exposed to the to the wind. And so that, uh, that made it challenging, and it reflected itself in some of the play. But... Uh, you know what? There were days there. The, the days where the weather was a little calmer, like uh, Friday and Saturday, it reflected itself in the matches. And then on Sunday, and it was, a, and I thought I thought it was a great final match that we ended up with, with uh, you know Hunter Mahan and, and Matt Kuchar. You know, we've got two of the top, you know, maybe top half a dozen or so American players playing in the final, and that was, and that, that made for some good good watching, I think, and also. Um, you know, when you see them play in the challenge, when the elements challenge them, and any of us, you know, anytime if you've played and you've played in 30-mile-an-hour winds, you know what a challenge that is to, to playing your game. I mean, even for the, you know, for the, the amateur player, it makes a huge difference. And you, when you see on the, on the professional level when it makes a huge difference in terms of what they're, what they're able to do and how it affects their game, uh, you know how much it's going to going to affect our game as well. But it's it's always enjoyable for me to watch them play uh, in not only perfect conditions, but the challenging kind of conditions that they found down there uh, last week. Well, I I, I was certainly 
I was I was amused somewhat by watching these fellows walking around with their stocking caps on playing golf. I mean that that's not uh, that's not something that you see uh, uh, every day in Arizona. That's that's for darn sure. But but nonetheless, they managed to muddle through it somehow, and they did give a good show, and uh, and it turned out to be a, a I think like you say a really a really good event, a really good tournament. Uh, how are the crowds? You know the crowds were I, I thought were very good on on Friday. Typically, their uh, their their busiest day is when is typically Wednesday, the first day when all sixty four players are there, and then it kind of uh, drops down as the week goes on as the number of players fil- filters out Thursday and Friday. But I think with the again with you know Wednesday basically getting wiped out, and so the the crowds seem seem very good on Friday. Again, it's not you know it's. Not like what we see at the at the Phoenix Open. It's not that kind of a facility. It's a it's a it's a desert golf desert, you know, scenery type facility that doesn't is wasn't built to hold, uh, you know, huge crowds. But I, I thought it was very good. And uh, one of one of my thoughts always about that event is, is and to to build the crowds and to build more interest in it is. My thought would be instead of having it be a one and done type format, do some type of a, a round robin format in the first three days where you keep all the players there for at least three days, uh, and then and then whittle it down to the the sixteen players at uh, at that point, and then play the weekend just like they did in the event. Play two round, two matches on Saturday, two matches on Sunday, and I think it would be I, I think it would be a uh, a big uh, a, a big interest builder towards match play. I think match play is great. I think the the success of you know what we've seen in the Ryder Cup shows there's a high interest in people watching match play. It's a fun event for individuals and amateurs. A fun way for individuals and amateurs to play. And I think if the tour did something to um, build more players to stay there for the first three days, since it is a world golf event, uh, you know, in the stroke play events, they don't uh, they don't have a cut. They they just they have everybody there for four days. You have 64 players and a lot of names that we're not used to seeing out here. Certainly, all the all the international players generally do not play at you know most of them do not play at Phoenix Open. So there's a lot of you know great international players that are there that are, people are getting to see only only one time. And it would be it would be great if they set up a structure to keep them there for three days instead of one. Well, talk about uh, playing with, without a cut. Uh, I was at the the Legends, the LPGA Legends uh, event in uh, Sun City West at Grand uh, uh, at the Walgreen Charity Classic at Grandview Golf Course. Uh, which is a public course, by the way, and really a nice course. I had never been that uh, at that golf course. I've played all these courses here in Sun City, but never at uh, Sun City West. And what a nice-looking course that is. Uh, we had a, a field of 60-some LPGA legends, and I, I didn't know what to expect when I went out there. These are... Uh, well, certainly my and probably some of your contemporaries, uh, Kirk. And uh, <clears throat> these ladies are absolutely a joy. I tell you, uh, I I look at these ladies as being um, the pioneers in women's golf, just as we know who the pioneers in men's golf is. 
And when you go to a senior tour event on the men's side, I will very, I, I would pretty much um, guarantee you that as they're walking down the fairways to their next shot or whatever, they're not talking to the galleries, are they? But these ladies are talking to the galleries, making everybody, thanking everybody for coming out and welcoming everybody. And geez, we're glad you're here. It's nice to see you here today. Thanks for coming. And they were just incredible. I, I can't say enough about them. And uh, I was the the golf was good. Uh, the 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 winning score was uh was a two shot victory and I think she was five under at the uh, at the end and that was uh, Michelle Redmond. She played in the wind, uh and sat and stood and talked to people after the round. Not a bit of a problem uh, with her talking to folks. I had the good pleasure of having an interview with Rosie Jones, Barb Mucha, Patty Sheehan, the world uh uh Hall of Famer for the women and of course a favorite of mine, a Tucson lady, Cindy Rarick. And they couldn't have been more gracious. Could not have been more gracious to have uh an internet radio golf guy sitting out there talking with them, and they gave me willingly of their time and had some very nice conversations. And by the way, those conversations are on straight down the middle, uh, previously uh, on, now on demand here on uh, on our network. But you can go hear those. But nonetheless, uh, just just a, a very very nice weekend and a very very nice crowd. Good crowd, nice size crowd, and appreciative players. It was nice to see. You know, you know, Pete. Uh, when you mention, like you say, you talk about the founders of the game, and you talk about ladies like like Betsy King and Patty Sheehan and Pat Bradley. You know, those those names that were there at the event last week. Uh, you, I think you're exactly right. They have they have an incredible perspective on not only you know, the game itself, but what it means to be part of a professional tour. And I think they have a, a unique situation where they, as the builders, the creators in a sense of, of the, you know, of their professional tour, uh, they understand that it's a golf tournament, it's a competitive event, and they're all trying to do their best and win. They're, this is what they did for all those years. That's, that's how they, they made a living. But I think also they're, they're blessed with the perspective of this is an entertainment event also, and they're trying to let the fans know that, hey, you're, you're part of this with us as well. Uh, we're not just doing this in front of you. This is something that, you know, we're we're here to be with you. And uh, I think it's a, I think it's great that they embody that kind of spirit while you were while you were out there with them last weekend. Oh, it was it was uh, I, like I say, it was really a joy. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, the, the LPGA legends people uh, uh, made an effort to make sure that they would direct some of the ladies in my direction uh, so I could visit with them. Uh, I never took too much of their time. They're short snippet interviews, but nonetheless, uh, you know, they were fun. They were a lot of fun. Uh, Rosie Jones uh, explained the difference between playing there this year and last year when she won, that she played in April. It was drier. Uh, she doesn't hit it as far, so she got more roll out of the ball, and it contributed to her victory. Uh, uh, Patty Sheehan's talking about the fact that she's got to uh, make sure that she has a schedule that uh, – 
doesn't uh, doesn't interfere with taking care of the kids. <laughs> and I just found out from Cindy Rarick that she's also uh, uh, spends part time in Tucson, part time in the state of Washington, and she's got vineyards up there. She's got a wine business up there. And it's just uh, just on, uh, unbelievable stuff uh, that they just willingly talk about because that's who they are and what they are. So it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to going back again next year. I do I believe it's going to be back to the same location. So we're looking looking forward to that. Well, uh, John is not here, so I think we're just going to kind of move on. Uh, I want to make sure that we get plenty of time to talk to our guest uh, that's here. She has some something called Sassy Golf. Sassy Golf is uh, particularly for the women, but I think men can get involved somehow, maybe by invitation or something, John. That'll, she'll ask us to come out and play. I don't know. We'll find out. I have to find out. But her name is Nancy Collins. Nancy, welcome to Straight Down the Middle. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we're certainly glad you're here. Tell us a little bit, if you would, about Nancy Collins and about Sassy Golf and how did this get how did it get started? Give me a minute or two of a little bit of background. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, I was moving, I just moved to Denver from Los Angeles, gosh, about eight, nine years ago now. And when I had moved to Denver, I decided I wanted to try golf because I had used to be a competitive horseback rider, uh, kind of born and raised in horses. I always showed English, hunter, jumper, and then as an adult, I was riding dressage. And I just really have always loved you know, doing something outdoors. So I thought, oh, I'm going to try golf. And I fell in love with it. And about two years into it, I still didn't have anyone to golf with. I had bought a lot of lessons at Golf Tech and just love learning and, and figuring out how to play this really hard game. But I didn't have anybody to golf with. And when the guys would invite me, you know, would be like, pick up your ball, hurry up, do this, do that. And I decided one day I'm going to rep my friends and come up with this silly little um, pet project, just a hobby called Sassy Golf, and it is sassygolf.net. So I am a marketing and branding person, is my full-time career and background. Until now, I am doing Sassy Golf full-time as I'm expanding to other cities across the country. But I just wanted to find other people to golf with. So I started going to the golf courses and saying, hey, if I bring some of my friends, how much will it cost for a 45-minute lesson, a real lesson, you know, outside? and nine holes golf cart, and we want a drink, a drink of our choice. It can be a Bloody Mary, it can be a margarita, a glass of wine, you know, how much will it cost? And that's really how it started, guys. It was selling an experience to my friends. And then quickly I was starting to hand it out to other people and saying, hey, will your girlfriend golf with me? Will your wife golf with me? Will your sister golf with me? And I was finding out more and more that the majority of the population of women this is what they wanted, just like me. They, they wanted an experience to go out and golf, play, not be intimidated, learn the game, improve if they already knew how to play the game, but do it on their timetable and have a great time doing it. So that's how it well, started. And now you're here in Arizona, uh, and you're starting to do a little expansion project, uh, and Arizona is your next market. How did you choose Arizona? You know, I figured <laughs> I had a little mantra. It's called go big or go home. And last year I decided to stop helping other companies like Smashburger and Yogurtini and some of these other brands and franchises that I was working with and said I'm going to finish what I started uh, because I felt the need and Sassy was making me happy. So I decided 
it was the opposite season, so I thought, although there's a lot more days of golf here than I figured, um, than Colorado. So I packed up and said, I'm going to come to to me the Super Bowl of golf and just kind of dive in and see if it was just a fluke that, you know, I had over 500 members this past year and I'm still growing all the time. Is it just a fluke and people like it in Denver or can I go to Arizona, the mecca of golf, and see if this thing will take off? And that's that's why I'm here. And what are you finding about Arizona in the short time you've been here? What, three or four months now you've been here? Is that correct? Yes, I have. And I started doing the PR and promoting in the summer, and I pulled into town the end of October, and I can't get over how amazing everyone is here in the golf industry, just like they were in Denver. And, you know, I'm kind of the type of person that I like the communities to be small because it, not to say it weeds out some of the people that maybe aren't as ethical in any, in any in life, in, in any industry or life, you name it. It could be, you know, business, it could be personal, dating. So fortunately, the word spread from some of the golf courses and contacts in Colorado, and they were helping me. And now, just within a few months, I'm over 60 members and growing. And I'm working with several of the golf courses, from the June courses to the OB Sports to the Greyhawks. And everyone is just looking at me and going, Nancy, if you can grow the game of golf, we want to help you. And then I look at them and say, well, how can I help you? because I've always been in marketing and branding, so I'm always helping everybody else. So that still is my mantra and still the way I feel when I wake up. It's like, how can I help so-and-so who's going to allow me to come out to their multi-million dollar golf courses and have my little pet project business? And then how can I make the girls happy because they're a client and a customer and, and just enjoy ourselves outside in the sun. It's a blast. Any questions, uh, Mr. Getzinger? Yeah, Nancy, good morning. You know, one of the things I was wondering about, are you seeing in your events uh, kind of a, a wide range of golfing uh, experience levels? Are you seeing some, you know, more beginner levels as well as experienced players as well? You know, I would say on average, I'd say 60% of our golfers are more the beginners to intermediates. And then I have about 10 to 20% that are brand new, never touched a golf club, and the last 20% are women that are advanced golfers who are sick of golfing with the guys or if they have been part of some of the other women's leagues or even men's leagues that they're able to go to because they're that good, that they're not relaxed, they're not fun, they're not lighthearted. And although with Sassy Golf, I like to say we're very serious about the game and learning with every single round, which is anywhere between two to three. Right now it's one to two here in in, um, Arizona. It always includes a 45-minute lesson from a certified golf professional. But then we throw in the drink, and I say, hey, your handicap is your secret. So if you do have a handicap and you're intermediate or advanced, sure, I'll sign your card or, you know, we'll make sure that, you know, you keep your own score. But the person may sitting next to you may not want to keep score or may just want to put a smile face or a frown face <laughs> or just sit their margarita and only play seven or eight holes instead of all nine holes. So I, I think it's something like, Pete, you and I were talking. It's It's about getting together with friends or new friends and just getting outside and having fun. And, and that's why I believe Sassy Golf has done so well is I'm catering this to women, for women, 
However, men are always included. We love men. <laughs> so we do co-ed events. Like I'm doing a co-ed event this Saturday at McCormick Ranch. And um, the co-ed event includes, always includes a drink. This one does not include a lesson because we don't do the lessons when the guys are there. And I throw in gift cards and everything else I can get my hands on. Well, what uh, what day of the week is that, Nancy? It's this Saturday. We're teeing off at 2.30 at McCormick Ranch, and it's a co-ed event. And then I'm then I'm doing a boot camp with Greyhawk Golf Course and the Village and DTC Ranch, and it's a two-week fitness and golf boot camp for ladies, and I did them in Denver. And, you know, again, I'm catering it more for what women want. So there's, you know, six lessons. There's going to be nine holes. There's going to be um, these group, like, group uh, fitness classes all geared towards golf and and then, of course, the cocktails. Every time we'll be sitting outside at Isabella's. So it's just kind of more social and kind of this cottage cottage industry, Pete, like you were mentioning when you were out at the Legends um, LPGA event this week. We're girls. We want to communicate. We want to talk. We we want people to know how we're feeling and how we're doing. So I think if a golf, if in any golf league, if you're going to be offering things for women, cater it to what we like and cater it to our personalities or our innate characteristics. Nancy, it certainly it seems like you're 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 very strongly introducing the social element in, into your events, and that's one thing I think I think that's great. And I think it's something that we've we've kind of lost sight of a little bit in the in the golf world, maybe in the last few years, where you know people run, run to the course, show up at the last minute, and run run out of there as soon as possible. And I think it's the, the game of golf is so much more than that. It's it's a fun thing to do by itself, but it's the it's the contacts you make. It's the friends that you're with. It's the things that you do, you know, with the other things that you do with those people at the golf facility, and then afterwards as well, and, and the contacts perhaps that it leads to. Um, that sounds like you've seen uh, quite a bit of that in the in the events that you've done. Yeah, you know, it's it's exactly what you said. It, I was saying, but I don't think anyone's doing anything wrong. I think I think it's a just. I mean, I don't know why I'm 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 kind of going to compare it to the fitness industry. You know, 10, 15 years ago, only the meatheads and the bodybuilders were hanging out and going to the gym. Now, there are gyms at every corner, or even use yoga. Only the yogis and people in L.A. were doing yoga. Now, yoga is mainstream. I just think it's just a cottage industry where women are finally poking their heads around the corner and going, we want to play, but we don't want to play the way you guys play. So the PGA is being awesome. They they have this uh, 2.0 Connect With Her initiative, and they did ask me to be on their committee last year. And here I am in this breakout room with 25 of the top people, you know, across the country and in Colorado and golf, and they're all talking about the golf industry, and then it's my turn to talk. And I'm like, well, I'm the purple elephant. I'm the girls that are your sisters that you don't want to golf with and your girlfriends and your wives and they're all laughing and shaking their heads and I'm and I'm like, you know, I'm not really in the golf industry. I'm really in the entertainment industry. And I'm making events and catering events to what I want and I like and it just so happened, come to find out, there's a lot of women out there that are like me. Well, and I think there are more and more women that are out there that are like you that are saying, well, it's time that I just had a chance to do this. 
and uh, I wanted to do it for some time, and I've kept my mouth shut <laughs> and my clubs in my trunk or whatever the case might be. And uh, I'm taking them out now. I'm going to go. I'm going to go learn this thing. You know, it, it's so true, and it's like horseback riding. I mean, you can get on your horse and go ride your horse bareback, or go, you know, hang out and have a horse in your backyard, but. There's also people who go and want to show their horses, like I did. But I still would be riding my German warm blood show horse the next day out on a trail bareback and hacking around with my friends like I was when I was in 4-H when I was 12 years old. Where golf, it seemed like, and it still is, where it's either you're all in and and you have to be really good. And even on the young level, like even with the younger girls that are learning how to golf, it's still throw them into it like a soccer camp or like, you know, whatever sport you're doing. Well, why not just come out and golf and have fun with it so that then they grow up to want to have it be part of their social sport and not just all about competition? Well, I I know that uh, John and and Kirk feel a a lot uh, a lot of affinity towards that, and that's what they're trying to do with with their site, is to make it uh, friendly and available to anybody and everybody. The average golfer, as we said in our intro piece, uh, golfers just like you, uh, and that's what that's what they're really all about. And it sounds like there might be some kind of an affinity between the two organizations, between yours and theirs. And uh, <clears throat> do you see any parallels there, Kirk? Oh, I, I absolutely do, Pete. Um, one of the things that you know we're we're all about at Golf Mix is is growing the game, and one of the ways that you do that is you get new people to the game in a comfortable setting and and get them introduced and participating in the game in a way that's that's right for them and enjoying what the what the sport has to offer within the confines of what their what their life is and how you know what their life allows for um in terms of participating in the game and so uh like Nancy alluded to golf should not be a one size fits all uh endeavor there's there's a lot of different ways you can participate and in, enjoy enjoy the game and enjoy what it has to bring to you and so i i, I you know I, I i applaud Nancy's efforts to uh to to do that that sounds that sounds great well, thank you. And, you know, it's it's about building a community for women. I mean, I know it may not work, but come on, let's face it, you guys all have moms and you all have daughters or, or girlfriends or sisters where we tend to go to the bathroom in a pack, right? So why is golf going to be any different? We want to go together. So I put together just like simple little happy hours and get-togethers. Also, let's all go meet on the range and when we go meet on the range, I'm going to have champagne and mimosas and donuts. <laughs> so come on, like, let's just go have fun. And then everybody just kind of shows up and is like, hey, wow, this wasn't as scary as I thought. So I, I like to look at this like the pack mentality is how I'm I'm doing this. And I'm so open for suggestions and ideas. And this isn't something that somebody else can't do or borrow from me. And when they do, now that they see Sassy Golf six years in the making, you know, taking off, there's other little groups now that are popping up doing similar things. I applaud them because I know how hard it is. And I know how great it is for the game. The game. And using the fitness centers, I don't want to go to a World's Gym or a Gold's Gym anymore. Sorry, guys, although I was help promoting you guys for years. I'm going to a lifetime fitness. I'm going to a village. 
that's or I'm going to go to the yoga studio because that's where I am in my life. But offer more than one one offering because we as women want to have choices. Nancy, it sounds to me as though you are uh, capable of answering one of the mysteries of life. Oh. Do ask. Now you have me curious. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it has to do with that. It has to do with that pack mentality. And I had this vision of a bunch of women sitting around having lunch and saying, "Does anybody have to go to the range?" <laughs> <laughs> and they all get up and they go out to the range and hit golf balls. I think that'd be a heck of a commercial. <laughs> well, can I tell you that's what, and I have never used that analogy before until just now, just today, this morning, about us going to the bathrooms together. Like, do you ever see a girl going by herself? It's the same thing. That is a cute commercial. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> well, what's the interest? What's really interesting? There was just a takeoff on that about a man asking another man, "Do you do you want to go with me?" And I don't know where I saw that. It must have been Saturday Night Live or something, but it was hilarious. Uh, oh yeah, that's funny. Uh, Kirk, next time, uh, would you? We're out together. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, I'm on your website. Go ahead, Kirk. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I'm saying, Nancy, I'm on your website here, and I, and I know this is the one that's not going to be here in a matter of a few days, but. Um, You've got things on here, of course, the typical things, sign-in, licensing info. Talk to me about licensing. How is is this licensing something now that people can become uh, licensed to promote the game and, and promote your product and so on and so forth and, yes. and actually yes. spread the word uh-huh. and be partners? Yes, a- I, am, I am strategically right now really looking for – um, operations and management skills that I don't possess. I mean, I'm I'm a girl that I, I can do what I'm good at, and I like being the touchy-feely, artsy, you know, art director and one who wants to build the community, but I would love to now have someone helping me take this to the next level because it's automatically going that way if I like it or not, which I like it. I want to have this happen. So with the new website, you're going to see several territories, and I have... Gosh, I have people everywhere now, like a girl up in Tahoe, a girl in Kansas City, a girl in in Char- uh, Charlotte. I mean, it's just people are just saying, when can I have a sassy golf in their area? So the goal is going to be that it's a turnkey, plug-and-play. I call it sassy golf in a box. And it's ready because my whole background has been just coincidentally, building franchising and licensing models from working for Disney for several years and working then with Pepsi and Nestle and then the fitness industry and helping build 24-hour fitness from the ground up and all of their marketing and branding and all of their um, licensing as well. So that would be the ideal goal. I don't know if I have a crystal ball, but I figure... You know, again, being here in Scottsdale, I'll hopefully find other people that can see the brand and how professional it is and how ready it is to be duplicated in other cities. So you are looking then to duplicate it at this point. Now, your next step, obviously, is Arizona because that's where you are now. You, you came here for that purpose. Uh, but now you're, you have other people in other cities, and uh, how, yep. far, how far along are they uh, towards accomplishing uh, a full-blown sassy golf outlet uh, in those cities? Right. 
Right now, I'm ready. I have all of my collateral materials, all of my sales materials, all of my teaching criteria, criteria like I call it my playbook. So uh, with the new website, it's going to be very, very comfortable and easy. And I have a whole back end with my current site and same with the new site. So it's it's done. I mean, I've I've been building these type of businesses businesses models for other businesses for years. So since day one, it's it's kind of built to be sold or to be duplicated, I should say, into other cities. And I just think licensing is easier. It's friendlier. Sure, franchising, you know, maybe is something that could happen down the road. But I, I really don't see that. I, I, unless somebody comes in and says, yeah, we're gonna, we're going to, you know, help you franchise. But I just think for the immediate needs, and there's, I could do it tomorrow if I could duplicate myself and if I can handle it. And I, and I may just do it. I mean, it seems the way I do everything. <laughs> I want somebody to help me, but, um, but I also want to be be there for the people that are going to get involved. I like giving the support and the friendship and, and mentoring these women that want to be involved. Like, I want to help them. I want them to succeed. So is there a fee involved uh, for these women that are getting involved with you? Right now, there is not a fee involved. How it how it's working right now is I'm giving a very large percentage of all of the sales. I would and I would like to actually give more. Like someday, I would like to be able to give you know sixty sixty seventy eighty percent of the their area to them, and then the company only makes the ten or twenty percent, so that they really, in a sense own their own territory and the success of that territory is based on what they put into it and then I'll be busy working on the national sponsorships and that's the you know the if if it works out you know the Callaways or the Oakleys the Adams the the Golf Nows the Golf Hubs and all these other you know affiliates that are saying we want to grow the game well help me grow the game to this percentage of women that want to learn, but let's not have us fall off and leave the game as quickly as we come in. And it's because we're not offering anything that's fun. And I'm a competitive horseback rider my whole life until eight, like 10 years ago, right? I started golfing. I'm, I'm intimidated. So how is it that someone who's an athlete like myself is going to walk away from the game? So that's, so if I'm going to walk away from the game because it's not fun and friendly, the person that's not an athlete and not done any type of, you know, competition is going to run from the game as soon as they, you know, hit the ball one or two times. I think I think that's a very good point. The, uh, uh, the situation being what what it is with women in women's golf. Uh, on an amateur on an amateur level uh there there's a lot of room for growth there and it's and it's very exciting and more and more women i mean from just a cold hard business approach more and more women are being told all the time learn to play golf that's where the men are that's where the deals are made learn to play golf learn to play golf and uh that's been part of the big sell uh, or the part of the sell for for women to learn the game, but uh, it really can be and is more than that because women can learn to play the goal, the game for the same reason the men can learn and do play the game, and that's just go out and have a damn good time. And and be outside. I mean, that's another thing about some of these groups, these new women groups, and, you know, it's just it's all about networking and it's all about 
you know, not beating the boys, but having up an advantage so that you can get more sales, you know what, that's still a small percentage. And those women are already going to buy into the leagues that already are in existence for them to hurry up and get better and get good so that they can make deals on the golf course. But really, again, the 80-20 rule, 80% of us are your girlfriends and your sisters and your daughters, even your moms, who just want to get outside and have fun and golf. And, yeah, we want to check out the guys in the white pants. By the way, guys, loving the white pants. <laughs> I do. I love fashion. So I'm I'm writing an article right now for Scottsdale Living, um, and it's all about the new breed of golfer, women golfer, and and what we what we want to wear on the golf course. Because you're going to see me kind of mixed with Lululemon and Lucy, and you know, thrown in with some of the other golf wear, and I just kind of mix and match, and and I want it to make me feel good and look good. I don't want to wear these boxy things. And now the men are looking, excuse me, hot as ever and just are looking great in their clothes. It's just so fun. There's another job for you, Kirk. You could be a model. I probably should stick to stick to other endeavors that would likely produce more success. That's, it's, always, it's always, but it is, but it is always in the eye of the beholder, right? So, so always, always, keep, always keep that in mind. Always that's, keep that in mind. that's right. Well, you're hot for your wife, and that's all that matters. There you, there you go. There you go. But I bet if your wife golfs or if she wanted to ever learn how to golf, she's going to walk into the golf stores and the, the women's clothing is just, it's getting so much better. I mean, oh, my gosh, Nike has some great stuff out, Adidas, Puma. It's it's still so fun. But it's still a lot of it's too boxy. Or the women's lines that are that are out right now, I'm like, really? Who's wearing this? But that is maybe the 80% of the women that are out still golfing are still maybe not as petite as I am. And not saying like I'm petite, but I'm I'm small framed. I mean I'm, you know, where I can't even fit into those clothes, or they don't even carry my size. If they do, you know, how hard it was this summer for me to find like a smaller size golf short at at the PGA Superstore or at a Golfsmith or, you know, and now I'm walking into Vans and they have great clothes and I'm like, okay, there's more clothes options for me. Well, I'll tell you, talk about anything but boxy, uh, and it brings brings back the fact that I was out at the uh, the Legends event. There was no better dressed golfer out there than Cindy Rarick. She came walking mm-hmm. up 18, and she was hot, I tell you. Cindy Rarick is hot, period, but she really looked good in what she was wearing. Very, I mean, She didn't need to have anything slimming, but it was... The design was almost hourglass by design, and, exactly. and the, cut, the cut of the materials, and she just really looked good. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure she would. I'm sure she would. Yeah. Well, it. She she certainly displays it. I'm sure she would have liked her golf game to be as hot as her outfit was. But oh well, you can't have it all necessarily. <laughs> but her, but her, her golf game will get better as the more she plays again, and uh, and the outfits are still the same as I remember them basically when I played with her back in the '80s. Well, Kirk, I know that you got to take your leave, uh, and you've been here a little bit longer. You're probably late for a meeting or something. Uh, do you have time to let us know what Golf Mix is cooking up for uh, this next uh, this next week or so? 
Well, Pete, uh, we we do have some things that we're, we're we're working on. We have some things that we're we're working on with the uh, upcoming LPGA uh, Founders Cup event that will start to take more shape over the next next several days. And I think when we're together next week, we might have some more more, more details for you on that. And uh, just our general, our, all, uh, every every Wednesday night we have. Uh, a screencast on the site where John and Aaron Oberholzer talked the tour, and uh, they had a had a great discussion last night on the anchoring rules that we uh, had gone over between us last week. And I'm sure they'll have some, some good good thoughts and good ideas and good comment next week. And so that's something I'd encourage everybody to take a listen into online on on Wednesday evenings at and at at eight thirty. And uh, Nancy, it's been a real real pleasure to, to chat with you today, and we look forward to. Uh, uh, working with you in the future to uh, get get the word out about about fantasy golf and uh, bring uh, bring more women into the game and enjoying the game on a on a comfortable basis. Thank you so so much, and I'll do the same. Well, that sounds great, and Pete. I look look forward to being with you next week. And like you said, I do have one of those uh, previously scheduled appointments that I'm gonna I'm gonna head on to, and I'll let I'll let you and you and Nancy uh, finish up on the show. Sounds great, Kirk. I'm sure I'll be talking to you and or John uh, as the week goes by. Thanks again. again. Okay, take care. Bye. Okay, Nancy, it's uh, it's 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 you and me, kid. <laughs> You're stuck with uh, me. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, so the the overall, I, I get the overall impression that uh, that sassy golf is is. Um, I guess you could say at the precipice, it's poised to to be just kind of like pushed over the edge and start to start its own course and its free fall uh, along the way. Uh, you've got it to where you're ready to just give it that last nudge. Yeah, I'm I'm there with a little bit of help and of course a little bit of a little bit of money. <laughs> but you know, even if it's not, it's what I love to do. I mean, I kind of left the corporate world now and and I have to say I'm not just saying this but the people in golf are just so nice and everybody it's what you see is what you get everybody's just been so true to what they say and they they stand by their word and I gotta say I I just am thrilled I loved it in Colorado and now here I am expanding and all the people that I'm starting to meet across the country I'm like wow I'm never going back this is just too much fun and you know work hard play hard it's great well what is your what is your day i mean i i'd be interested in knowing and i think our listeners might also what does your day look like i mean what what do you typically do during the course of your day to promote to promote your uh your business okay well right now i have two regional directors out in colorado helping me and about a dozen girls under them that are helping with all the events and because we are now not just in Denver, we're also in Boulder, Fort Collins, Colorado Springs and all the cities in between. So we're going to probably have about 10 events a week in Colorado. So I'm busy promoting and, you know, sending out press releases, calling radio stations, calling TV stations, working closely with the Groupons and the Living Socials because the shared revenue that they give me is a great way for me to get the word out. You know, I'm rebuilding the website, so that's going to be launching in a few days, but there's so much that goes along with that. And then it's building relationships. And then you have the members. So it's making sure your members are members are happy and 
hoping that they will spread the word to their friends and then calling on the golf courses and, and making sure that I'm helping them because I really have, in a sense, three customers. I have the golf courses, which is completely different than the norm norm for most people. I walk into the golf courses and I kiss their feet and I say, thank you so much for allowing me to run my little hobby now turned into a pet project business on your multi-million dollar facility. So on all of my emails to my members is everything counts, everything counts, everything counts. You tip everybody. You treat everybody with respect the same way you want to be treated in in any other situation. Pay it forward always. And that mantra is is now spreading to the members. And then when I talk to the golf courses, I'm like, how can I help you? What can I do to make your experience better? And how can I get better to help you? And so that's what I'm doing all day long is building relationships and friendships and Trying to keep my head afloat. <laughs> there you go. go. <laughs> well, there you go. That's important too. Yeah, even even Nancy Collins has to have something to eat every now and then, right? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> my sushi uh, habit. <laughs> sushi habit. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, I tell you, um, there's uh, there's there's probably really so much more to to talk about that uh, we could just get carried away with. Uh, the state of golf more than we already have mm-hmm. uh, the state of women's golf and what do you what do you expect the women's golf to be and so on and so forth as as time marches on uh, and we could go get into all of that we could probably even get into some pretty philosophical thoughts about that kind of stuff but I, I think what what's best right now is to is maybe to save that for a future show and okay. uh and come come back and uh you know in, in a not too long a period of time and we'll we'll do a little update where you know we'll do a this is where you were then where are you, you know this is where you are now uh and i i'm i'm interested in knowing more about um how your program develops in the the various other cities and how uh, uh how this thing can uh, uh can be beneficial monetarily to those that take it on uh mm-hmm. I, I, what you're looking for i mean uh, you know are you, are you looking for an example we can get into a little bit now but are you are you looking for it as an example uh a golf enthusiast or a golfer uh or a, a business type person that likes just happens to like golf and sees it as a tremendous uh, uh upside what where where does your desire for uh partnership uh, uh what does it look like well from uh, the corporate operations and business side is um something completely different than the cloning of what I'd be looking for in all the different territories. You know, it doesn't have to be someone who's great at golf. When I first started Jesse Golf, and I'm still not great, but, I mean, I'm getting better. You know, I, I would be out having lessons with everybody else, and I remember hitting the ball and having it go way over a fence, and it was like we were doing a chipping pitching lesson, and it went over the first tee box, and everyone's like, there's our fearless leader. But I, but it, we all were laughing because I'm like, who said I was going to be any good at golf? <laughs> you know? Right, right. So I, for, so for the territory district reps, it's it's or the people, let's say this girl in Kansas City, it's just a passion to love other women and love men. I mean, it's really important to me that people have a heart and that they love everyone. And and when I use that word love, I'm sorry, I'm not so touchy feely that it's like you know, 
poster child, you know, flower love. But it's 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 having a good heart and and liking people and enjoying people and and. So that's kind of the the model of the person that's going to be in the territories. From the business side, I'm looking for someone with the operations experience that I don't have that can help manage a sales team and help manage sort of like um, the the original or even still now where you have a cluster of golf courses and you have a rep that's going out to those golf courses and, and managing those with me because I'm not going to be able to do everything and, and I can't and I don't want to. I I, I think what makes companies great is that they give up the control and they give up the power. So I'm looking for other people like that who want to share this, and I want everybody to succeed. Like the great game of business, if you ever read the book by Jack Stack, it's, it's let's all be in this together and let's all make it, and then everybody wakes up the next year with some money in their pocket and having a great time at the same time. Uh, it, so it's it's really it's really a case then where. Uh, you as the owner developer founder uh have to you you and it sounds as though you do you know what you don't know and mm-hmm. any good any good business leader becomes stronger when they know what they don't know and they're willing to delegate and willing to yeah. accept accept the the help of other people and the uh, experience of other people uh i'm not ever i don't ever suggest whenever we talk to people about business in the other in one of our other lives uh that anybody ever give up control it's the old oprah winfrey thing make sure you're signing every check yourself and you're knowing where every penny's going but uh but nonetheless you you need to understand that you may not be the best at going out and doing cold calls as an example and there may be there may be somebody that uh, does that better and maybe frankly enjoys it more than you would too or or even the relationships with you know the golf channel and the PGA and the Callaways and the Adams and like I said the Oakleys and all those people I mean that's like a whole career and a job in itself and and someone said to me that the reason why they were so interested in Sassy Golf and they still were talking just as like, how can they help me, is that I'm I'm not a greedy person. I And I'm somebody who wants to share this. I'm like, I don't know. I've, I've just been so fortunate. Maybe I'm the youngest of five all a year apart or maybe working with these amazing companies like Disney and, and I've just had an amazing career. And I've, I've just seen things grow by tons of people in a room negotiating and and coming up with something that's amazing. So I can be one person on an island and have it all to myself or have a big party. I'm all about the party, Pete. (laughs) Well, when you're... Well, the thing of it is, when you've got the big party and and you have a bunch of people there, you need to have a bigger island to hold them all. Exactly. Uh, And let's all do it together. Yeah, exactly. And if you're on that one little island with the one coconut palm and that's all you eat is when the palm drops off and hits you in the head, uh, the coconut drops off and hits you in the head, you're sitting out there all alone with sharks swimming around the island. That's not doing you any good. Right. And I just say to people, I'm like, I'm not about competition. I want to be creative. I want to focus on my path. I'm not going to stick my head in the ground and, and, and the sand and, you know, be, be afraid of competition or people that are maybe are going to start modeling and doing some of the same things Sassy Golf is doing. But it's the best compliment I can have. And you know what? I just want to be first to brand and then let everybody kind of share share it and, and work on it. And and I do really feel like if you come from a creative side and angle and not from a competition, you know, let go of the power, it feels so much better. And then in return, you get so much more back. 
Right, exactly right, exactly right. I do agree with that. Well, Nancy, it's been a fun conversation. I'm glad you were able to join us today. Uh, I, I, I think maybe there there may be some things that you and uh, and Golf Mix can can do together, and I, I hope you can. I hope the two of you can uh, figure that one out and maybe have something of mutual benefit there. And uh, and I'm going to give you a, a call here shortly after this. Uh, uh, this show's done, and um, uh, we'll talk about a couple other things that I've got in mind as well. And so, beyond that, I think uh, we'll we'll wrap it up for today. We'll be sure to have you back and get a status report on how things are going. Thank and, you. The, in the not too distant future, and I appreciate the fact that you're with me today. Thank you for having me, seriously, and all my best on your show as well. I just think it's fantastic. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Take care. Have a great day. You too. And we've been talking to Nancy Collins, who is the founder and developer and chief cook and bottle washer and head person uh, for an outfit that she calls Sassy Golf. Sassy Golf is for women. And you can find out more about it, how you can be involved, how you can join in for the membership, and so on and so forth. And that's all at sassygolf.net. And I recommend that if you're a lady or you know a lady that's interested in golf, take a look at Sassy Golf. With that, we'll have to close it up for the day. We'll see you back again uh, later uh, today with the Boomer the Babe Show. And that'll be at 11 o'clock Arizona time, 1 o'clock East Coast, 10 o'clock West Coast. I hope you can join us there for some very good programming. We have a lady there uh, that's going to be having – she's an author of the book called Saving Gracie. Very interesting and intriguing story, so I hope you can listen. And we hope to have you – Uh, Visit back with us here at Straight Down the Middle every Thursday at 9 o'clock in the morning, Arizona time. Have a great day today, everybody. We'll talk again soon. Take care now. You've been listening to Straight Down the Middle on Arizona Boomer Radio. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. To reach the Boomer and the Babe, email host at boomerandthebabe.com or friend them on facebook.com slash boomerandbabe. And on Blog Talk, you can friend them at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe. Follow their tweets at twitter.com slash boomerandbabe. Be sure to make the second half of your life the best half of your life. And remember, at 50, you're just getting started.